Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Hello and welcome to the Bet to Sup podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Bet to Sup podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Today we're talking about... A book by Donald Trump Jr. A book by Nikki Haley. And a book by... Anonymous. Books! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. You like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! You're the pop. Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Wow. For those of you at home who don't know, me and Brian just had to do the intro five times. <laughs> it's not normal. Usually we can do the intro. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening, but Honestly, you know. Honestly, I feel... I know it's cliche to say Mercury is in retrograde, but Mercury is in retrograde, and I mm-hmm. feel crazy energy in the air today. It's because Donald Trump is in such close proximity to us right now. That's true, because mm-hmm. he's in New York City for Veterans Day. Yes, for the, I'm actually wearing my Donald Trump demagogue shirt today. I was going to say, that's a very good shirt. Mm-hmm. If Thank you. You. Guys, you guys can't see it, but it's actually a really well-designed, for like for like a Trump shirt, Like it's a really nicely designed shirt, uh-huh. and it's not like offensive to the eye. Yeah, it's the guy who does Obey. What the fuck is his name? Um, Shepard Shep- Ferry. Shepard Ferry, yeah. One of my friends almost kissed him <gasps> it's a whole thing oh wow okay. that's lovely they had like a night in college anyway Ooh. i know um we'll talk about that later <laughs> we'll talk about it later i'll name all the names <laughs> <laughs> years dates times i'll tell you everything <laughs> um elise yes what is getting you through this week in trump's america okay what's getting me through this week in trump's america was something that started out scary to me but now the more that i've thought about it i've come to appreciate it as good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instagram will begin starting to hide like counts in the u.s starting as early as this week they had already done it in canada and a couple other countries i actually have a friend who has not had likes for a while now. Really? In the U.S.? Yes, in the U.S. Different friend than the one who almost kissed Shepard <laughs> um, Wow, you have so many friends. So I know, and they're all involved in the news in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. Um, yes, and at first, as someone, as you know, mm-hmm. you know, I get a lot of my following is on Instagram. I, I promote my comedy shows on mm-hmm. Instagram. I try to get my comedy out there on Instagram. I was initially very scared. I was like, what's going to happen? But, They're doing this as a part of their push to create a a healthier platform uh, and kind of amid concerns that likes damage people's self-esteem, which I think is probably true. Yeah. I mean, I would love to think that's true, but I'm sure there's something dark and sinister there. I Well, (laughs) okay, that's one thing that I'm thinking is I'm interested to see how it's going to lay out. From what I'm reading, it seems like you will still know. Like, you'll uh-huh. have your likes. And Instagram will know. Mm-hmm. So they'll the algorithm's still going to work the same. Like, posts that are getting a lot of likes, you're going to see them higher up in your feed because Instagram knows. Mm-hmm. But you won't actually be able to see the number. Uh-huh. Which is supposedly to, uh, you know, 
make it less comparative so you don't have this like number that is attached to your self-worth, mm-hmm. uh, which I saw you tweet about. Yes, today. I did. I said, how am I supposed to know how much self-esteem I'm supposed to have if Based I can't on, get yeah. likes on my posts? So I guess it's trying to eliminate that, which is probably <laughs> good. Um, my question, so that's all good. I'm like, that's probably great. Let's get rid of followers, too. I don't need to see any of it. But, uh-huh. like, I don't need... I've already developed a complex about social media and, like, get mm-hmm. freaked out about any posts that I put up and I'm checking it constantly. So maybe that'll alleviate some of that. But one thing that I do think could be maybe leading to the dark side mm-hmm. or whatever is we're going to have even less transparency about how Instagram puts what's in your feed. Yes. In your feed. And Instagram already, like shadow bans mm-hmm. people which is a thing i only found out recently mm-hmm. which is like um they make it so that people can't search for you really yeah and they'll sometimes do it with like really popular accounts there's this account that i follow um called velvet coke do oh, you follow, I follow velvet, velvet coke yeah velvet i love coke velvet coke is shadow banned <gasps> if you type in velvet coke in the search it won't come up you I have to go to that. other people who follow velvet coke that's so weird. So Velvet Coke is shadow banned. Lord knows why. They literally just post histor- historical photos. Yeah, that's that it, so It's a weird. really great account. Shout out Velvet Coke. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, well, I mean, they truly post like historical Hollywood photos. Yes. Yeah. It's also. It seems like. It, oh, 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 I mean, this is the dark and sinister side. It, it, they could push the content that they want to be pushed. Now. Yes. Like, and we also have to remember that Instagram is owned by facebook the most evil company yeah <laughs> which is facebook well remember when instagram and twitter used to be sequential yes like, why wouldn't they just do that again you know if it, yeah. they're really worried about this and like make take away the likes and make it sequential again yeah so it's kind of their way to it's interesting to see i feel like a lot of the social media companies are trying to figure out how to respond to the backlash against social media in general mm-hmm. like instagram or twitter was like we're not we're banning political ads and it's yeah. like that's great but twitter's problem is that like is like harassment and Nazis. <laughs> it's, it's not like Twitter's problem is not Facebook's problem, which was the ads misinformation. Yeah. And misinformation. Obviously that was used on Twitter too. And Twitter is rife with Russian bots at yeah. any, but actually, you know what? They're, they're rife with bots of all nationalities, yeah. shapes and sizes. It's full of bots. So they have that problem too, but it's interesting. Like Instagram or Twitter addressing one problem in, as opposed to their biggest problem, Facebook refusing to address their b- biggest problem, but maybe coming for harassment more. Like they're all trying to find ways to like, yeah, seem like they're doing something mm-hmm. without actually changing like the fundamental issues of their platform. Yeah. Well, we moved to TikTok as well. We yeah. So as a result, Benjusup is on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> follow us on TikTok. Follow us. We're trying to we're trying to capture the the minds of the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to shape some thoughts. Yeah, we're gonna make some TikToks after our recording. Today, yeah. In fact, uh, so if you follow us, you'll see some new TikToks. It's mm-hmm. at at Betches underscore sup. Right? That's correct. It's that on everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brian. What's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Uh, well, so DJ TJ, Donald mm-hmm. Trump Jr., recently, quote unquote, wrote a book. I don't know. I, I mean, 
I have a tough time believing that he wrote a book. Have you seen? There's a video right now um, of a dog that can make sentences because it like puts its paw on different words <laughs> on like a big sort of like game thing uh-huh. that's on the ground. Uh-uh, and I it haven't can, seen it. Okay, well I, that's how I imagine Donald Trump wrote his book. Uh-huh. Is he just kind of like paws at different words? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, what's even funnier about this is that um, Donald Trump, his father, said that he read the book, which no one believes. Absolutely not. Unless there's an audiobook version, like. Maybe he listened to it, but if even then, I doubt read it. By Sean Hannity, which there might be. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't deny it. So as a result, he has been on a press tour all over the place. He's <sighs> on the View, everywhere, whatever. Um, but yesterday, more specifically, so he walked out of his own book launch because he was getting heckled. Uh, <laughs> the name of his book is Triggered, which is ironic because yeah. he seemed to have been triggered by these hecklers. Um, <laughs> No, but apparently the audience was made up of some far-right folks from America First. Oh. Pe- people with white supremacist views who think Trump hasn't done enough to tamper immigration. That's, that is shocking. You know, <laughs> you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, wow. Um, Come on, bite the hand that feeds much? Another, Good no, Lord. Another interesting thing about um, Donald Trump Jr.'s book tour is that he has this girlfriend, Kimberly Gilfoyle, um, and he's bringing her everywhere. And That's what I was thinking. It's so weird. She's a Fox News gal, uh-huh. so I'm wondering if he's like, well, she knows how to like she, yell at people. She's like on a the buffer. News. Yes, because like anytime I was watching them on the View, which was a whole shit show. Oof. Um, yeah, it was awful, uh, and every time like it would get too hot for him. She would like jump in and like kind of try and defuse the situation or something. It's like, come on, man, you're such yeah. a snowflake. Do it. Be on yourself. Literally. It's like, you need your girlfriend to do this also, for you, dude. Imagine if the roles were reversed and it was a girlfriend who wrote a book and their boyfriend was coming on all these shows. People would be like, is this man controlling her? Yeah. Like it's, it would seem even more odd. Um, so we actually have a clip from him leaving and to show sort of the level of hatred in in that media that that we keep talking about but it is so important because it's still the filter by which everyone gets their news it's because people hijack it with nonsense looking to go for some sort of soundbite you have people spreading nonsense spreading hate to try to take over that room. No, and that's be- the real issue no, in the room. No, it's because you're not making your parents proud by being rude and disruptive and discourteous. We are happy to answer a question. Hundred new women created and owned businesses a day in the United States of America in 2018 alone. Those are the facts. Even The View couldn't dispute that. They said, well, we like the jobs. People have jobs. That's them walking out. Mix of booze, mix of cheers. Um, uh, I love the. We are happy to answer a question. <laughs> she like really lost it yeah, there. Good um, God. She uh, Don Jr. tried to tell them that he wasn't going to take questions because it risked letting the left create sound bites. It could distort and spread across social media. So just recordings of the things that you say. Yeah. Um, um, and so there's a bunch of booing and cheers. She told the crowd, I bet you engage and go on online dating because you're impressing no one here to get a date in person. Okay. 
I don't okay. understand what that means. But also, I feel like... It's weird for her to pivot to like, you're not making your parents proud, you little yeah. Gen Z. Because I guess it is not a college. Uh, yeah. So, and like, like, you, you can, Gen Z online daters. It's like, oh my God. Also, like... Okay, boomer. <laughs> I know. Okay, boomer. But also, it's like, we're supposed to be like... This woman who is dating Donald Trump Jr. is going to criticize other people's dating habits. That is a great point. Yikes. That is a great point. Look in the fucking mirror, Kimberly Guilfoyle or whatever. You know what's weird about her name? An an interesting tidbit. Mm -hmm. Her last name sounds a lot like Goyle. Like Crab and Goyle. Like Crab and Goyle. And she's a crony of of this very Malfoyish man. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. I'm sure. My father. Yeah. I mean, they are... They're li- rich. They are like the Malfoys. They are. They're not as um, chic. No. <laughs> and they're not as like slick, mm-hmm. I would say. But mm-hmm. they have... Some, they have... In that they're like Similar a dynastic family. Too. Very white. Draco and... I would say Draco and Don Jr. And have very similar haircuts. Yeah. Despite the color. Yeah. Um, and Ivanka... I would say Ivanka is the most Malfoyish one... Of yes. all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even has like kind of the look down and some of the slickness. Yeah, they give say. a bad name. They're one of the bad people who give bad names to Slytherins, I will say. Also, um, I don't think that at the end they would have like turned in the way. Like, No. You know what? Melania maybe would have pulled a Narcissa to save Baron, but not any of the other yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason people come to our podcast is to yeah. hear this kind of analysis. It's true. It's true. Should we do the main news? Yeah, we should get into the main news. Um, we're talking about a lot of books today. Yeah, we got to expand these our libraries. I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's always sort of like a rash of like Trump related books, and we're we're in one. Yeah, right he's, now he's given a lot of uh, like a lot of power to authors. Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, he is. I mean. In some ways, uh, saving saving uh, print media. The written word. The written word, exactly. Uh, so, a tell-all from an anonymous former White House official titled "A Warning." Uh, it's not. It doesn't come out until November nineteenth, but we're already getting some excerpts are coming out. This is um, written by the same anonymous Trump official who wrote that, like, I'm part of the resistance Mm -hmm. uh, inside the White House article that was in the New York Times, I believe, like, a while ago. So we don't obviously know who this person is. Um, People at the New York Times know, and they deem them credible enough, as well Mm -hmm. as the book's publisher, Javelin. They also verify that they know who the person is, and they also find them credible enough to make these statements. Okay, so a couple of things that have come out from the book already uh, is, number one, that, uh, you know, a lot of Trump's policies have been caught up in the courts, been stopped by the courts. So apparently Trump got very frustrated by this and suggested we just get rid of judges altogether. Uh, He's quoted as saying, uh, can we just get rid of the judges? Let's get rid of the fucking judges. (laughs) There shouldn't be any at all, really. Which is very funny. That is, and that is very drastic. <laughs> yeah, get rid of all, all. judges, <laughs> all, and replace it with uh, what? I don't know. I love how little he understands how anything works. Like he actually thinks that the president might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. He he never he has never paid attention for even one second in any class. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like. I really what what was his alternative? Like what happens after there's no judges? Then it's just you. Trump gets to do whatever he wants. I think that's the main thing. But I was like, when I read that, I was like, okay, let's start with Brett Kavanaugh, babe. Mm-hmm. Let's get, let's start with Brett Kavanaugh. We can move on to Neil Gorsuch, uh, yeah. and then oh. hopefully he'll be out of office by then, and we'll end the process. Yeah. Uh, 
Another revelation from this book is that uh, former deputy attorney general Rod Rosenstein, TBT, suggested uh, <laughs> recording Trump during a meltdown in order to justify using the 25th Amendment and reminder that the 25th Amendment allows the vice president and a majority of cabinet officials to declare that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of office due to being a complete fucking idiot, yeah. I guess. Um, so this apparently went down in the spring of 2017 when Trump fired Comey uh, and divulged classified information to some Russians in the Oval Office. We've all seen those pictures of them, like, giggling. Yes. Um, Andrew McCabe, then acting FBI director, took down in a memo that Rosenstein made this request. Uh, Rod Rosenstein, though maybe people in- uh, thought maybe people interviewing for the FBI job could wear a wire, presumably in case Trump asked for their loyalty, as he had done with Comey before firing him. So this story, I feel like we had heard like inklings of yeah. this. And then I think maybe Rod Rosenstein was like, I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I don't think you were joking, man. I mean, this makes me wonder i feel like there must be recordings of trump saying some crazy shit somewhere there has to be that like someone is holding on to for some reason for their future or for um some like insurance are you watching succession yes there must be a greg yes in this in this whole story and there's certainly a greg because they're not doing it to like save the world yeah (laughs) exactly they're definitely doing it to like protect themselves and Mm -hmm. kind of because they're like a hapless like kind of goofy person um journalist yashar ali obtained passages of the book and reported to huffpo that um officials believe that mike pence would have supported invoking the 25th amendment which isn't that surprising considering he would become the president yeah i imagine the holdup was that um if there was going to be a woman in the room when they had to do the vote it was going to (laughs) be tough for him to stay there yeah Uh, (laughs) poor guy too horny he couldn't couldn't discharge the duties of the presidency himself (laughs) (laughs) um i remember now some people are saying that like this is Nancy Pelosi just wants to be president. That's why she's doing this whole thing. It's like, no, I no. I think that like she would have made steps to run for president right? before, like not like at like 85 years old or however old she is now. Like if she wanted to be president, wouldn't she have run for president ever? Yeah. Ever before? Yeah. Um, She's like, you know how I'm going to do it is I'm yeah. going to become speaker of the house yeah. and then get a criminal elected. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become speaker of the house. I'm going to lose the speakership. I'm going to become speaker of the house again. again. <laughs> <laughs> like, at that point, Donald Trump, reality television star, will be president. <laughs> I was like, wow, Nance, you're like really calling the yeah. shots. She's you a smart really, woman. You, you, yeah. She's I, a, a, a brilliant tactician. Yeah, she knows how to count votes. I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. Which yeah. is another like odd compliment. It's like, no one counts votes better than Nancy Pelosi. It's like, don't you just like ask yes or no if they're voting for something that's, and then um, like tally the yes and th- tally the no? That's something I've always wondered and I'm like, may- there must be something to it that I'm yeah. not understanding. There's, like, got- <laughs> there's gotta be a finesse to that yeah. that I'm not understanding because yeah, a lot of people are like, we gotta have Nancy counting these votes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, do we have- She was an AP calculus yeah. back in the day. Has anybody bought like a ticker? <laughs> and then you can just, one of those ones that you just uh-huh. tick. That they do on boats or like big buses. Yeah. 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 When people going into events, uh-huh. it's got, there's gotta be something else. <laughs> you know? If you work on the Hill and you know what the deal mm-hmm. is, yeah. <laughs> please DM us and tell us why uh, the counting is so important. Um, also 
apparently last year, other aides and cabinet members at one point considered resigning en masse to demonstrate to the public how dangerous Trump's behavior had become. The anonymous author writes that Rosenstein, former chief of staff John Kelly, and then Attorney General Jeff Sessions were all open to pulling the trigger on the 25th Amendment. <sighs> Why didn't they do it? I know. Speaking of Jeff Sessions, he just announced that he's running for his Senate seat in Alabama. Mm. He's trying to get Against it back. Doug Jones. Yeah. It, did you see his um, announcement video? It was. Very, I didn't watch it. It was very depressing. I didn't want to engage with Jeff Sessions again. I was like, I thought we were done. It was all about Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. It, it was all about how like, did I go on CNN and and talk shit about the president? I did not. Did I write a book? I did not. I love the president. He calls me an idiot, but it's fine. It was. It oh, was really sad. No. It was like you have. You had thirty second. You had a thirty second spot, and you decided to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any polling, but I hope that Doug Jones can hold on to that seat. I know Sessions used to be really popular there, but yeah. he's kind of. I mean, well, if, like, if he's winning as like because Alabama's Trump country, Trump shit on him for months. Yeah, uh, made fun of him, was horrible to him. So it's like. I don't know. I feel like he's coming in pretty badly wounded, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It is Alabama. And I'm sure that he'll be primaried. I'm also, it's interesting how Trump just went to Alabama for the Alabama football game. Oh yeah. Cause he was chasing cheers. Yeah. He was just trying to, he was just going from sporting event to sporting event being like, please cheer me. Yeah. And then he stopped once he but got cheered. But what's interesting is, uh, Alabama had not lost a home game in like years. I think they had like over 30 straight wins in a row at a home game. And then Trump shows up and they lose to LSU. Wow. And the nationals won the world series. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We know so Inter- much about sports. I know. Yes. I just I think we just said two sports. <laughs> two different sports facts. We should start a sports podcast. <laughs> yes. Brian and Elise explain four sports. First, someone will have to tell me how football is played. <laughs> my boyfriend has tried to explain it to me many times. For some reason, it doesn't penetrate my brain. And I know that that makes me dumb. Yeah. Like, it's not because I'm so smart. I can't, mm-hmm. like, I'm so, I'm above football. It's like something is wrong <laughs> with my fucking brain. And, when he tries to explain to me what the downs are, uh-huh. I start laughing. Like, I, yeah. I start, I'm like crying and laughing. And I'm like, I don't get what you're saying. Not to go on another tangent. But I think about football, I don't get is like, it stops so much. Like, how can That's you what get... That's confuses me. How can you get... Like, I can't get engaged in it because I'm like, wait, why are they stopping again? He was like, you have three downs till the first down. I don't know. I blacked out. I couldn't understand what word he was trying to tell me. Um, <laughs> I fill my head with this nonsense. I don't have any room for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, here's something surprising. You're going to be shocked, Brian. Uh, the book also says, and I, I, I got to make sure I'm reading this right, that Trump offensively mocked Hispanic immigrants. What? Wow. I'm no. shocked. Um, no, what he said is actually horrible. Uh, he said, uh, we get these women coming in with like seven children, Trump said, according to the book. And they're saying, oh, please help me. My husband left me. They're useless. They don't do anything for our country. At least if they came in with a husband, we could put him in the fields to pick corn or something. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. <sighs> I mean, it's not, uh, it's not surprising that that's no. what he thinks. Um, it's just surprising that the people in the room didn't resign and mass yeah. after he said it. Like all this stuff that's coming out, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I definitely see that he would try to get rid of judges, that he Mm -hmm. is the most racist person ever. Like all of this stuff is fine. It's just so crazy to me that they were like, 
the, the whole point of this book is to list all this stuff and then be like, but ultimately we did all decide to do nothing. Yeah. Like, and now I'm still working. And apparently this person still works there. And now I'm going to make a lot of money on my book. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to keep working here and yeah. keep doing nothing. So I just do want to come out on the record and say I'm not impressed with Anonymous at all. Well, my other, my other thing is writing a book is fucking hard. You have a full-time right? job at the White House and you have time to write this whole book. What department is this person in? Like, yeah, what's being what's being glossed over yeah. right now in our government because this person's writing a fucking novel? Or like, are you just abandoning your personal life? Like, I hope you don't have children or like I, anything. Um, I have my guesses uh, but we let's go into it so who is anonymous as you said the book publisher knows who they are the new york times knows who they are business insider has collected some breadcrumbs that point to who it could be um okay here are here's what they're thinking so after a 2018 op-ed people speculated that it could have been white house counsel don mcgann or uh former secretary of state jim mattis or pence defense sorry oh sorry former secretary of defense yeah jim mattis or Pence, um, but McGann and Mathis have both left the White House, and I guess it, so. It's someone who works at the White House now. Yeah. So they have to be there now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The reason. Oh, this comes back to uh, in 2018, the use of the word "lodestar" in the op-ed pointed to Mike Pence because. Sorry, guys. There was a really loud, weird noise, <laughs> and I was like, "Is." Is this is something FBI? crumbling? <laughs> is this yeah. finally happening? <laughs> They're shutting down the pod. Okay. The use of the word lodestar, uh, which is a word I've never heard before until mm-hmm. this conversation, uh, is apparently a word that Mike Pence uses all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was used in the op-ed. The person said they're devoted Republican. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the book has a lot of historical references, which implies someone enthusiastic about history. Okay. And the Republicans' positive role in it. Um, they write that the last straw for them and what motivated them to come forward, but not really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you come forward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was when Trump tried to raise the flag above half-mast after John McCain's death. It's like, really? The fucking, like, a sim- a st- like I mean, yes, it's all awful, whatever. But, like, a symbolic gesture is I what, know. like, really turned you off. It wasn't, like, the Muslim ban. No, or being... The the horrific racist statement that you took down word for word yeah. or trying to get rid of all judges. Okay, whatever, man. Um, I know yeah, I do just love that it's like, I finally decided to come forward and make money anonymously yeah. on a book. Um, one, another thing that he said, he says in the book, this guy or woman, whoever it is, they said that the book, that uh, Trump's tweets would launch White House staff into a full-blown panic mode almost daily. And it writes... It's like showing up at the nursing home at daybreak to find your elderly uncle running pantsless across the courtyard and cursing loudly about the cafeteria food as worried attendants tried to catch him. That is what it's been like to live in America. Um, Except that it's the president of the United States running pantsless across the nation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. Beautifully put. Um, So there's other names that are being speculated to who this may be. Nick Ayers, who left the White House in January, who is Mike Pence's chief of staff. John DeStefano, um, he's a long-serving Trump aide who left to advise Jewel in May. (laughs) 
I love that. I had to do a double take on that one. I love that. Uh, someone's still in the White House, Andrew Bremberg, the director of the Domestic Policy Council, and he was recently confirmed as ambassador to the EU. Oh, Gordon Sondland's old job, uh-huh. eh? He, this guy used to work for George W. Bush. Um, he was he were also worked under Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. I think it probably is someone who isn't like a big name person that we hear about all the time. Yeah. Like one of these people that was just listed. I always thought like perhaps it's like Kellyanne Conway, even though like no one seems to be speculating that. I The only yeah. reason I would say that is because George Conway is a person. And she's like sneaky sneaky. Yeah. She, I don't, I wouldn't trust her with anything in my life. Something about the writing style makes me feel like it's not Kellyanne. Like it's a little mm. bit formal and like academic the way that they write, especially that like op-ed, like I'm part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. I feel like, I feel like Kellyanne would be a little bit uh, snazzier with her prose. That's true. With the the like the complete lack of personality in the writer could be Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. But I also just feel like Mike Pence doesn't have a. I also don't think Mike Pence would write something about a half-naked uncle or running across the courtyard. No. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I don't know. He would have to. He would have to like do one of those things where he like whips himself ten times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm so sorry. Also, another thing that this person says in the book, they said he comments on makeup. He makes jokes about weight. He critiques clothing. He questions the toughness of women in and around his orbit. He he uses words like sweetie and honey to address accomplished professionals. This is precisely the way a boss should act in the work environment. So, sure. of course, it's someone who seems to respect women. Yeah. I mean, I guess enough to work for Trump. That's true. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess double entendre. But that's not the only book that no. we're talking about today. There are more books, guys. Uh, former UN ambassador Nikki Haley is also coming out with a book called With All Due Respect. Snazzy Ugh. title. I hate it. And in her book, she says that former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and former Chief of Staff John Kelly tried to recruit her to undermine Trump and save the country. Um, she was. She said that uh, Kelly and Tillerson confided in me that when they resisted the president, they weren't being insubordinate. They were trying to save the country. And she said no to this as well. She was like, I actually don't need to save the country. I'm good. Yeah. It's like not, not on my priority list. I'll just walk something. out of the UN while... Uh, foreign nation to speak. Yeah, I'm gonna let climate change just keep happening. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm abdicating. I saw someone online saying that they think uh, Nikki Haley wants to be the next VP, like for Trump to like get rid of Mike Pence and put yeah. Nikki Haley in. She definitely wants to be president. That's for sure. And yeah, I, I was. Wa- she definitely doesn't want to critis- be seen criticizing Trump ever. Like but that's she, not a calculation th- she's making. And she also doesn't want to be that close to him either. She's trying to play this like game where she like coasts down the middle yeah i was watching her on cbs sunday morning this past weekend which i think is the best news program out there by Mm -hmm. the way um and she kind of scared the shit out of me because like she's very i could see people really liking her but she's also like an awful person she is a uh, a top potential 2024 candidate for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that obviously assumes that Trump would ever leave office if he won re-election, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think would be the case. Um, and she said in her in interview that she believes Trump's behavior on the Ukraine call was inappropriate but not impeachable, which is basically Republican Party line well, at this point. She also like compared it to like he tried it and he didn't succeed so what's the problem it's like oh well i just tried to smack elise in the face but 
you know, that's not assault because yeah. I didn't get to do it. I didn't succeed. I <laughs> yeah, I fired a gun at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are you here you are. Yeah. So <laughs> it skimmed your ear. Yeah, let bygones be bygones. <laughs> <laughs> and there's yet another book yeah. to talk about. John Bolton mm -hmm. just got a $2 million book deal because mm -hmm. who doesn't want to read a book from John Bolton? Mm -mm. <laughs> Simon and Schuster coming in with the big bucks. Big bucks. Uh, so he's a national security hawk. Uh, loved to get into wars. He resigned uh, because Trump was negotiating with the Taliban. Trying I'm, to get them to come to, to Camp David. Yeah. Oh, well, he didn't ultimately get to do it, but Trump wanted them to come to Camp David. Um, yeah. I, he says he resigns. Trump maintains that he fired him. Yeah. Uh, Bolton's coming up a lot lately, actually, with this impeachment inquiry. Mm -hmm. He says he has a lot of information that the House does not yet know about. However, he is like waiting for the courts to make a to compel him to go against orders from the White House because these right now what's happening, especially with these impeachment inquiries, is people feel like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place with these like two with these two branches of our government. It's like the Congress is subpoenaing them, and then the White House is like, "No, don't go." But John Bolton isn't in the White House, so if his it's true. If he wanted to go in there, he could go in there. He's just he he's just being a little a little poo. Well, now <laughs> now he could be saving all that info for his book. That's true. So that's how, and that's exactly how like Craven all of these people are like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to like do anything actually meaningful about all this horrifying stuff I've said, but I will profit off of it by making a book and like, OK, I'm not going to go testify, but I'll like drop juicy details in my book. Yeah. But the other thing is, is like the Democrats don't want to wait for this legal fight to play out. They want to like get this shit done. Get these. Yeah. Like, you know, impeach the motherfucker, as they say. Yeah, they had initially set a deadline for finding things, but my hope is that as, like, they don't stick to that deadline if new stuff comes up or if people are, like, stonewalling. Uh-huh. Like, because that sucks. I yeah. don't want... I don't want them to be like, well, the deadline came up. Like, who set the deadline? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. What deadline? Uh -huh. Brexit has a new deadline every day. Yeah. So let's. Nothing matters, guys. Exactly. Nothing matters. Money's fake. Uh huh. Money is a construct. Yeah, money's it's just all fake. Numbers on a computer screen now. Exactly. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? 
Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Shall we get into the election section? Yes. All right, Pete Buttigieg has raised a ton of money, and his poll numbers in Iowa are Growing. really good, mm-hmm. uh, which has led to, surprise, surprise, other Dems in the race growing increasingly annoyed with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're ma- now everyone's mad at him. Yeah. Welcome, Pete Buttigieg, welcome to your tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, their main their main gripe is that he is too inexperienced to be taken down taken so seriously this late in the game. What's really like wait, what's that expression? Gades my goat? What's gets that? my what's gets get, my what's, goat. What really gets my goat yes. about Pete Buttigieg? Um and Steve Bullock talked about this uh recently, is that in when he was a, most recently elected mayor in South Bend, Indiana. He got less than 9,000 votes to become mayor, which is less than one-tenth of the population of South Bend, Indiana. There's 100,000 people there, and he became the mayor because a little bit more than 8,000 people voted for him, and now he's almost like a serious presidential candidate. See, that is not my big thing against Pete Buttigieg because I'm kind of... For me, I feel like all that shit's out the window at this point with Mm -hmm. with Donald Trump as the president, and then, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just like... I don't know. For me, the things that bother me about Pete have more to do with like kind of his weird pivot to becoming a moderate and like yeah, his campaign seems very uh, focus tested to yeah. me in a way that that's my thing that bothers him. So when I hear that argument for me, I'm like, that's not really that doesn't like resonate with me as to why Pete shouldn't be the candidate, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, it's just like. And he, it's not, so, but if he sh- if he is you know gonna run on this, I'm the mayor of a small town. I'm like a, a you know I'm a like a, a fish like a figure who has executive power mm-hmm. in a town. Then you need to have like the cleanest, best record, which he does not have. That's definitely true. Um, um, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like his campaign has got undergone like a crazy rebrand lately. He's super successful though. Yeah. He's he's one of the people who's climbing, climbing. He's making a lot of money. He is accepting money from big donors, yeah. which does help yeah. uh, a little bit in making that money. Yeah. Um but like when he first came out, he was like Medicare for all, et cetera, et cetera. And now he's not. Yeah, he's well, Medicare for all who want, want it. it. You know, he talked a lot about packing the court, which he doesn't talk about anymore. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, for me as someone who has followed along, it seemed like there was this moment where Pete was like, oh, shit. Bernie and Liz are holding it down on the progressive side of this debate. And there's and they're duking it out between each other and on Twitter with the Red Rose people and whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've got that. I have no room over there. So now I'm going to become this uh, alter- moderate alternative to Biden because Biden is like an, a wounded lamb up there. <laughs> like yeah. he's, so, he's so vulnerable yeah. um, to take his place. So that's what kind of has turned me off a little bit because I really liked his message when he first got into the Mm -hmm, race and he was talking about like generational justice and all that other stuff. I really liked it. And and I liked his answer for why being a mayor could be the president. Same, yeah. But in the past weeks, I just feel like his campaign has changed so much and I haven't seen an answer for why that happened or... Like, yeah, where this pivot came from. And I like that he's like clearly intelligent, well spoken. He served in the military. Like, it's all I I really yes. like that. But it, like, I, I feel like I've said this before. He seems very fair weathered. Um, and one point that did resonate with me is like, could a mayor of a small town, could a female mayor of a small town be ever considered? Yeah. For being the president. Exactly. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if that could happen, but we won't even let like a female senator be president. So yeah. <laughs> probably or not. Secretary of state. Yeah, truly. Um, uh, last weekend, he referred to the presidential race as a two way contest between him and Elizabeth Warren. I'd say uh, that's bold. That was that's quite bold. <laughs> I'd say that's a bold. I'd, I'd say it's bold to kick Bernie out of the race just yet. I'd say it's bold to kick Joe Biden out of the yeah. race just yet. Um, just because he's like his, his numbers have gone up a lot in yes. Iowa. He's strong. He's doing a really good job. He's running a smart campaign. Yeah. No, jo- um, no doubt about that. He's trying to do this thing that Obama did in 2008 is like mm-hmm. really just like take off in Iowa and then be like, oh, I guess this is our guy. Yeah. Um, I don't think he... he Obama is a once in a lifetime candidate. There's never going to be another yeah. Obama. I've stopped looking for the new Obama. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to happen. He did not like He did not. I don't think he actually performed as well as he wanted to when he had that like big dinner speech the other day. Yeah. Um, Amy Klobuchar suggested that a woman running with so little experience would there not have go. as much of a splash as mayor Pete has had. There we go. Um, Recently, Pete has said that she is uh, that Elizabeth Warren is divisive. Um, Elizabeth Warren responded saying she didn't like these were they're like starting to now, as we remember in the mm-hmm. most recent debate, Mayor Pete like really came for Elizabeth Warren. Yes. On a, a multitude of things. And then in his speech, he made all these like, you know, backhanded mentions towards her, which a lot of people are doing because when you become the front runner, you get more attacks. Yeah. Um, because Elizabeth Warren nationally is not the front runner but in every early primary state she is yes um and Liz- she's yeah she's really good in iowa new hampshire massachusetts yes. california she's not good in like pennsylvania michigan like some of the like wisconsin like some of those states we need to win back which mm-hmm. is something her campaign is going to have to figure out um but she said i'm not running some consultant driven campaign with some big ideas that are designed not to offend anyone which i love yeah. Um, he, Mayor Pete said in response, this is not a contest for who is the most established. It's a contest for who is the most convincing. The better we do, I imagine the more we'll feel some heat, but that just means we're doing well. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry to like really keep going in on Mayor Pete. Uh, <laughs> but is this a contest for who is most convincing? No. 
I feel like it's a it's a contest for everything. It's, it's like, everything's on the table, man. It's like the most established. I feel like that's a better argument. Like I'm more like I don't know. I, like, but then is Joe Biden the most established? Probably. But that's true. But and like, then it's like I'll, but when when you someone said, it, "Am I more convincing?" It makes you seem that you're trying to trick me into something. That's, I'm like <laughs> convincing is an interesting. I'm like, word. are you like like are you convincing me to try and have sex with you? Like i which I would see Mayor Pete doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> he seems statement. like one of those guys <laughs> that I knew when I was a younger kid. You know, like, older man trying to get me to come home with them after a few drinks. He wouldn't be that much older. That's true. I know. Chastin's only 29 years old, which really. Wow. I know. I wish. I, I said this before, but I could have been the first lady. That is true. God. That is true. So it. Chastin and Pete actually have the same. Um, age gap as me and my fiance so unfortunately we have to stand (laughs) (laughs) but you know i would not i i would be happy to vote for mayor pete in the general election listen whoever gets through Mm -hmm. um but this pivot to me has seemed a little icky yeah and if you like mayor pete and you're listening let us know why and i do feel like um I feel like all this stuff has counted Bernie out in a way that's like kind of funny to me just because like he's raised more money than everybody. His poll numbers are super good. Like this guy's in the race, y'all. And say what you want about his Twitter people, but it's not like he could, he has a chance to be the nominee and we should like pay attention to what the fuck he's doing. Oh, totally. Um, And he speaks for a huge wing of the Democratic Party that's like, activist on the streets ready to go super animated yeah has like and like if you think about like the super left wing of the party they have like an activism infrastructure for like knocking on doors Mm -hmm. and going out there and doing stuff so it's like we should pay attention to what is going on over there yeah um and something else that recently came to my attention with like joe biden being if joe biden is the nominee that makes me a little nervous is that i don't see like you know, like those grassroots movements, those activists, yes. those people knocking on doors for someone like Joe Biden. It makes me nervous. It does. Um, whereas, like, I feel like if Bernie got it or if Elizabeth got it or if Mayor Pete got it, yeah. I feel like people would still be more incentivized to go out and knock on doors. Yes, I think so. I do. My my biggest fear with a Joe Biden nomination is the depression of enthusiasm because mm-hmm. I just don't know who his enthusiastic people are he's raised like no money yeah compared to everybody else yeah. an insanely low amount like nine million dollars to like 30 or well, something like it's it's bad and that's why we're seeing people like mayor bloomberg potentially entering the race oh i forgot that that even happened yeah he Ugh. apparently might be running for president now because of joe biden's like lack of you know and en- like energy behind him isn't it interesting that bernie and liz released their plans for a wealth tax and suddenly jeff bezos calls michael bloomberg and is like you should really run for president yeah. and now michael bloomberg's running for president the new york times did this thing recently where they used elizabeth warren's wealth tax calculator about if um it was in place starting from the early 1980s mm-hmm. that um both jeff bezos and Bill Gates would be multi-billionaires. Still. 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 I saw a thing that was like the UN, um, the UN says it would cost like $30 million or $30 billion to to alleviate world hunger. And Michael Bloomberg has like $50 billion. So he mm. could alleviate world hunger and still have $20 billion. It's a joke. Like He's this a- is monopoly money. These are just crazy numbers. Tax the rich people. 
in it, I, I went to SNL two weekends ago, brag, and one of the jokes that Kate McKinnon said as Elizabeth Warren is like, the once you get to this like this level of numbers, it's 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 all nonsense. It's like saying uh, uh-huh. seventy bazillion. <laughs> like it's uh, it's not a real. It's, it's not true. real. It's, it's all true. fake. It's all fake. Money is fake. Mm-hmm. Um, invest in Libra. <laughs> yeah, buy gold and bury it. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way, people. <laughs> We start getting the same sponsorships as like uh, like Glenn Beck back in the day yeah. or whatever, like survival kits and stuff. <laughs> start trading gold. Should we get into one more thing? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a quick one. It's a quick one. Um, guys, mark your calendars. Public testimony in the impeachment hearing begins this week. Uh, coming up, we've got Bill Taylor on Wednesday. Bill mm-hmm. Taylor of leaked text message fame uh yeah he's the one that basically confirmed that there was a quid pro quo yes exactly his private door testimony was called the most damning impeachment testimony of all time so very excited to see what the public testimony looks like uh also on wednesday george kent a state department official will be testifying and on friday we will hear from former u.s ambassador to ukraine marie yovanovich gonna be a big week yeah so we'll be talking about these two hearings on thursday's episode it's gonna be me uh elise and amanda yep we're gonna three-way this episode yeah we'll, we'll have a three-way up and then i guess the following monday we'll talk about marie yeah so there will be two on thursday mm-hmm. one on monday mm-hmm. as always remember to rate review and subscribe yes. to this podcast leave us some good reviews no negative ones please <laughs> um you can just unsubscribe and just say nothing yeah i <laughs> you mean know? If you don't have Let anything nice to say, way. say nothing at all. Yeah, just go, just go on your way and be like, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Uh, yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches uh, Podcast. Betches.